Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office equipment solutions North America wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. It's currently 1234 in Edmonton. Some guests in Oilers Now receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Whether you're celebrating a special moment or simply savoring a night on the town, Every meals and occasion at Roos Chris Steakhouse. Every Tuesday on Oilers Now, he's the president of his own fan club, Mark Spector for the Horses and Horse Racing Alberta. Our province's horse racing and breeding industry has introduced new safety protocols with thorough vet checks, stricter rules, and tougher penalties, employing Albertans caring for our horses, horse racing Alberta. And I say he's the, the president of his own fan club, but at least he's got one fan in his fan club because uh, there is nobody in the Bob Stoffer fan club. I wouldn't even put myself in my own fan club. So there you have it. Welcome back. <laughs> Welcome back to the show, Spec. How you doing? Oh, pretty good, Bobby. It's, you know, covering a juggernaut here in Edmonton. It's uh, not something I'm used to here. All right. So, look, the orders are... <laughs> the orders... And, and, and here's where you get the yeah, but guys. Yeah, but they're 5-0 and against Ottawa. Yeah, but they're 5-0 and against Ottawa because Ottawa's beaten every other team in the NHL this season. So just keep that in mind, right? Like, I mean, the Senators have uh, had success this. I don't know if they I don't, actually, I don't know if they've beaten Vancouver. I think they've only played Vancouver three times. But the point is, Ottawa's beaten. Uh, uh, they've got victories against Toronto. They've beaten Montreal. They've beaten Winnipeg. And they've beaten Edmonton. And they've beaten Calgary. And those are the f- top five teams currently in the Canadian division. So, Spec, at the end of the day, you just got to beat the team. In- <laughs> You got to beat the team in front of you. Last night wasn't pretty, but they ultimately found a way to get it done. Well, listen. So, what, what define what the naysayers are complaining about—that they're not the very best team in the North. Okay, they're not the very best team in the North, but they've clearly taken a step away from the bottom of the division. They beat, the, you know, they've beaten all the teams below them on a regular basis. This is a team that looks very much like it's going to challenge for. You know, in one of the four playoff spots, I think the Oilers look very much like a playoff team. And so what? So maybe you finish second or third. You don't finish first. Well, I don't know what people are asking for here, but this team hasn't made the playoffs a lot in the last 15 years. So if they finish second or third in this division and walk into a playoff series, I don't think anyone's going to be complaining, Bob. I mean, they've got a 592 uh, winning percentage right now, Mark. Last year they are at 585. 
So they're ba- you know what? And people say, oh, the Canadian division's easy. I don't think it's easy. Like, I think they would have been in a better situation. All, and I know Los Angeles has been a surprise. I know we have a, at least one fan that texts me six times a show about how good San Jose is. But uh, as I look at Brett Burns, minus 16 this year. Uh, but San Jose is in an interesting spot. Anaheim struggles at times. The, those three Cali teams that used to beat the Oilers, I'm going to steal your line, Mark. They used to beat Edmonton for fun. They're finally paying for the success of their past. They're going through a little bit of a, a rebuild in their organization. Arizona, I mean, they're going to be selling some players off here shortly. I think the Oilers would have been, you know, more capable of having a better record actually in the Pacific than in the All-Canadian division. They've actually got a better points percentage right now than they had last year at this time. That's not, that's not, that's not bad. No, that's a totally fair point. I mean, let's sub out the team's that you'd be not facing on a regular basis if we were in the Pacific Division. I'm taking out Toronto. I'm taking out Winnipeg, the two best teams in the division in my eyes. And I'm taking out Montreal, which is, I think they're fourth place right now. So I'm taking out three current playoff teams, and I'm subbing in the three California teams. None of them are any good at this point in their time, and San Jose is one of them. They're, I think they're still in last place in that division, aren't they? Uh, so right there, you're telling me, you know, are you telling me that San Jose, Anaheim, and LA Kings are tougher competitors as a whole than Toronto, Winnipeg, and Montreal? They're not. Right, they're yeah. not. So Edmonton is in a. I'm not saying the North is the toughest division in the NHL today. I am saying the North is a tougher division than the Pacific would be if we were back in normal times. There's no so, doubt about that. So, Mark, you you wrote a piece about the maturation of the team and being able to win. Uh, you know, the three two games. The Oilers have the best record in the NHL right now in one goal games. They're eight and two. Okay, they're yeah. also very good in back to backs under Dave Tippett as well. Is and I don't agree with every decision that's being made, and we'll discuss one of them coming up a little bit later on. But I get why he's doing it, okay? But the fact of the matter is, the team seems comfortable in tight games, and the seems the team seems capable of winning back to back games. And to me, that is a reflection on coaching. What about you? Oh yeah, like it takes two things, right? To me, Bob. If a coach has the players, then you, then you say to him, okay, we'll make those, take those players and win with them and, and do all the things you just described. If a coach doesn't have the players, it doesn't matter how good a coach he is. Right? A bad coach or a good coach can't take bad players and win with them. So, you know, so to me it's a combination. Ken Holland has given him – I think the key here is, is the depth, right? He's given them some depth, and they're, you know, last night tourists kind of had his big coming out party after a long time. He played pretty well. They, they, you know what? The second string goalie who laid in an awful goal first shot of the game ended up giving him a pretty good hockey game, a good enough game to win. He let in two. That's good enough in this league. So, uh, you know, Tippett's got something to work with here, more than previous coaches. And he's doing what Dave Tippett does. He's got them a little bit better at keeping pucks out of their net. And, you know, the time that I the, – the, if we can sort of paint a picture for fans, like the time that of the game that I noticed the biggest difference, Bob, is when the other team pulls its goalie. Uh, it used to be a absolute circus in the Oilers' end, it seemed to me. My, my anecdotal recollection is the minute that other goalie got pulled, you were just watching the clock every second because you thought, oh, my God, one of these shots is going in. The last few times they pulled their goalie, Bob, there's not a tough save. Last night, Ottawa didn't get a decent scoring chance with a goalie pull. So, to me, that's a team that knows how to defend and a team that doesn't panic, right? They don't panic because they got confidence. 
Yeah, uh, they got to work on putting pucks in empty nets. I mean, you got to have more well, than there's that. You got to have mo- you got to have more than Josh Archibald that can score in an yeah. empty net. Like he's the only. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's and- a small sample size. How long is Leon Drysaddle going to miss empty nets he's for? Missed- he's missed about three. Right, yeah. he's missed about three. I, I'm ha- you know, I'm having fun with you. Yeah. I mean, in the, in the case last night, the Oilers had McDavid and Drysaddle. Uh, both Nugent Hopkins line and McDavid and Drysaddle's line ended up uh, out there five v five in the final two minutes of the game. Your thoughts on McDavid back with Drysaddle in Yamamoto? I mean, basically spec the the Corsi, which you know is the shot attempts, includes the blocks and the missed shots. It was yeah. like 30, 35 to fifteen at even strength in that game when that line was on the ice. They dominated. They were frankly unlucky not to have scored more. Um, can you? Is this team mature enough right now where you can load up that top line a bit like what Boston does? Where they sit there and play their best three, you know, Bergeron, who's a tremendous two-way player, with two great wingers in Pasternak along with uh, Marshawn, and then they just have the other three lines basically check and soft and play even. Are, are the Oilers at that stage where they can do that, Mark? I don't know, Bob. I'm not sure. You know, I asked actually after the game, I was lucky to ask Dave Tippett the question that that I didn't think I'd get the, the answer he gave me. And I said, what'd you think? You know, what'd you think of the McDavid dry saddle line together and what it did for all your lines? And he said it was a work in progress. He didn't smile and say, I loved it. You know, he said, he said, here's a quote. I'm reading it. So there's certain things that happen during a game where you're looking at different rhythms, different parts of the game where you need certain kinds of players on the ice. And it's a bit of a change with McDavid and dry saddle playing together. So, I guess what I'm saying is my read, Bob, was he didn't mind 97 and 29's line when they were on the ice, but it sure sounds like he doesn't like the ramifications of what it did to the whole package up front. Is that fair? Well, I think Ryan Nugent Hopkins got basically got pulled, like they didn't have any offensive juice going right. They they scored one goal in the three games. Nuge got it by the way uh, when he played on the line of dry settle against the Leafs in the third game. But they were quiet early against Calgary, and I I just think that Ryan has uh, had had ample opportunity here. Connor McDavid is having an off the chart season spec in terms of all the advanced analytics. I mean, he's at one point six seven points per game. He's leading the league in scoring. The last time I checked. Uh, mm-hmm. going into tonight's game by a total of seven points. So he's having a big year, and he probably should have eight to 12 more points this year. That's how many plays. If you look at the actual scoring chances that he's creating off the charts, and Nuge hasn't capitalized on all those. And they, and Drysaddle had gone a little bit quiet. We both think he was playing with a little bit of an injury. So they flip Leon, and, and Nugent Hopkins goes in the middle to get his feet moving a bit. Um, what did you think of Nuge's game last night? Can Nuge drive his own line? No. I don't think he can either. He needs two good. You know what? Pulleyarvey's coming. Okay, I think you'd agree on that. Would oh, you? Oh no doubt, no doubt. He, he's coming. They need another left wing, which we're going to get to in a second. But uh, with all due respect to Innes and Cahoon, those guys are good support players on deeper teams. Yeah, but they're not full-time top six guys. And nope. as, as much as I was hoping that Cahoon could grab that, that has not come to fruition as well, which is another part of the nope. reason. To, so, can Ryan drive his own line? Well, no, he can't. <laughs> uh, he the, the thing that Nugent Hopkins does is he's an elite special teams player. That's yeah. what that's what makes this such a an interesting proposition for the Oilers spec. If you look at his 5v5 numbers, he is not an elite player in the league 
even right. as a winger. But okay. uh, he's, he's an elite complementary winger okay. who is an elite player because of what he gives you on both the power play and the penalty kill, which makes him a very valuable asset. Okay, so if this if this elite player that that you know is sort of a second tier guy you're describing goes yep. out on the UFA market, does his salary start with six in this new economy? Yes. You think it does? Yes, I don't think he, I don't think he gets to I'm seven. I'm not sure it does. All right. Well, you know what? I think he does get to six. And does and does he get any kind of term? Like remember the free agency market last year. Nobody yep. got term except for Petrangelo. Nobody got term, and that is that is a fair assessment. You asked me, do, do I think he gets to six? I think somebody would give him six times six. Six times six. I, I believe. Don't think he would. I, I don't be- think he would get six I years believe- in the open market. Okay, and that's that's the beauty. That's the beauty of this. I mean, Mark. Two weeks ago, we had people saying that you know teams would go six and a half million times seven. And because yeah. he's gone quiet offensively here, I'm saying I believe he on the open market. I don't know what the right answer is for the Oilers. They got to get that figured out. Uh, yeah, they do. They do. It's a big. It's a big one because you know what the two guys on right wing, those guys are coming. Poliarvi and Yamamoto are coming. They're both. They're completely different, and they're both very useful players. Mark. Right. And so is Nugent Hopkins. I mean, the thing that the thing that. You know, the, if you start considering your team without Nugent Hopkins on it, you got a couple few holes to fill here, right? You know, you have a couple of holes to fill. There's no doubt about it. You got to find a penalty killer. You got to find a guy that can play in the power play. You got to find an elite, you know, an elite left winger that can play with either Drysaddle or McDavid and put some points up and help them put points up. That's. I'm not sure that you find one guy that does it all, to be honest. And if you do, you might be paying exactly what you didn't want to pay Nugent Hopkins. So it is a conundrum, Bob. I get it. It's not an easy decision. This text comes in saying on a Ashley Fine Floors text line, you're missing one thing with Nugent Hopkins. He's the cover-up for McDavid's defensive responsibilities. And the same when he plays with Leon. That comes to us from Stan. I would say, Stan, in the past, that has been the case. I don't believe that's the case this year. I believe both guys have done a better job. Now, Dry Settles running a huge, what's known as a PDO heater. He's yeah. got a way better shot percentage, uh, you know, combined with a save percentage than McDavid does. And that's why right now, Spec how's his first stat? Because there was a guy in the offseason that wrote that those guys need to play better defense. Do you know who's second in the NHL in plus minus? In the entire league. Second in the NHL. Is it dry saddle? He's no. second in the league at plus 17. And he doesn't. You know what? If you look at the actual scoring chances for and all the advanced numbers, he shouldn't be at plus 17, but he is. And that's that's how Mark Fistrick ends up plus 28 one year. Those things happen well, once the, Listen, there's four, there's five guys on the Oilers team that got a minus on that goal that Koskinen let in a minute into the game, Bob. Uh, yes. <laughs> right? yes. That's how reliable plus minus including, is. It's not a fair staff. Including, <laughs> including Nugent Hopkins, who went dash two last night. Right, Mark. and there's five, guys, there's five guys on the other team that all got a plus, and they didn't do a darn thing to earn it. So I get no one's telling yes. you plus minus but it is also we've always said this we used to say this with Yakupov it doesn't mean everything but when you're last in the league at minus 26 it, or something it tells you something Bob I would have Mark <laughs> right? I would have I would have taken minus 26 the problem was it was like dash 33 <laughs> <laughs> whatever it was <laughs> uh, trust me I remember because I'd have to do those shows when we come back we'll talk is there 
Is there a potential, uh, theoretically, a born and bred Edmonton-like solution to Edmonton's when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply top six opening at this time. Mark Spector for the horses and horse racing Alberta when we return on Oilers Now. Subscribe to the Oilers Now podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcasts. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. 1251 in Edmonton. Just before we re-engage Mark Spector, into the Oilers Now injury report brought to you by James H. Brown, injury lawyers. For every goal at the Oilers scoreless here, James H. Brown will donate $100 to the 630 Chad Santa's Anonymous. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. Jim Brown was involved in the Edmonton Oil Kings. Trent Brown, we got Mark Spector on. He would remember covering uh, Trent Brown as a member of the Alberta Golden Bears. Speck, it's my contention, uh, Mark Spector for the horses and horse racing Alberta. I think Trent Brown might have been the last, uh, was, might have been the best player the U of A football program produced over the last 35 years since the mid 1980s. Well, if, if the barometer is going on and having a successful CFL career, uh, I don't yes. know how many they've had in the last 10 or 12 or 14 years because I haven't paid that close attention. But certainly back in those days, he was the one guy that came out and had a very good CFL career, no doubt, Bob. Yeah, he was a two-time All-Star. And I'm saying the last 35 years because if I, we would not, we'd be remiss without not mentioning our friend Blake Dermott, who not only was a hell of a put, football player, but also was the number seven defenseman on the Golden Bears hockey team for parts of two seasons. Great athlete. And I mean, he played defensive line for the Golden Bears, ended up playing uh you know i think he played 14 years in the cfl as a offensive yep. lineman and he was an all-star too so there's a couple guys uh, blasting oh my best. god now were you have you ever played hockey with blake were you playing media hockey bob when blake was coming out no uh but he was i'm told he was pretty good well he was really good but he was the most sturdy hockey player you ever oh. an old voice of the oilers named blaine ostapovich ran into him there i think they're on the same team ran into him on the blue line once and I mean, it was like Charlie Brown taking a comebacker. It was equipment everywhere. And, you know, and, and, and Blake, I mean, Blake's an offensive lineman. So you run into him at full speed. And it ain't pretty, man. Yeah, well, I, I, know, uh, <laughs> I know a writer that once uh, ran into a mouthy sports info guy one time, and it wasn't good for the writer either. Hey, uh, Speck, uh, speaking of Blaine Ostapovich, you know the Blaine Ostapovich, Wayne Gretzky story? Yes. That Blaine came into the Oilers dressing room one time when he was working at CJSR, and Wayne had finished up with all the other media and walked over to Blaine and said, are you Blaine from CJSR? And Blaine's jaw just hit the floor. No, no, the story went, he was kind of walking past Gretz, and and Gretz so so casually, so casually said, oh, Blaine, do you need me for anything? And Blaine didn't even think that the guy knew, Gretz knew his name. He says, Blaine, you need me for anything? Like, you want an interview? And Blaine was like, no, sir. That's awesome. That is just, that is just so Uh, Wayne, as you know. CJSR, man. Yeah, uh, and we were fortunate enough to, uh, to have Wayne on the show yesterday. That was awesome. All right. Uh, well, 
let's cut to the chase here. So, news out of Boston today. Healthy scratch for Jake DeBrusque. Uh, I would say right now people texting on the show are about 80-20 in support of the Oilers trying to find a way to bring Jake in here. Uh, so here's here's what happened. He had 27 goals a couple years ago, 19 goals last year. Um it was not on the first unit power play to start the season. David Krejci has been injured. He's been moved around. He's actually played mostly right wing this year, uh, and was I, I was I thought he was the last couple times I saw Boston play. I was actually thought he was coming all, along a bit. Uh, the Oilers have got two really good young right wings in Yamamoto Pulleyarvi that are both 22 years of age. Uh, would you have interest in Jake DeBrusque possibly? Because uh, I think we'd agree he is his potential is that he is a top six left wing in the NHL. You concur on that, Mark? Yeah, his potential is. I think at this point, this very day in his career, uh, he's somewhere between a second and third line left wing. I think that you know certainly there was a time not long ago where we said, oh no, no, he's somewhere between a first and second line left wing. Uh, he may have played himself out of that category. I'm not saying he can't play himself back in, Bob. I'm not saying that at all. Yeah, you know, sometimes when you get a guy who, you know, I I don't know if he's necessarily had the same success ever since that bad cross check that Nazem Kadri gave him okay. that concussed that concussed him a bit. Uh, anytime you get a guy that's maybe had an injury and now his centerman's had an injury and that throws you off, and and then they put you out of position and that throws you off, and now the coach has been all over him, I'm sure, and that can throw you off. You know, sometimes you get that guy, and you, you get a guy that's that's ready to put it all back together. Uh, and I know that Boston has been trying and trying and trying. To, they want to put it together in Boston. They like him in Boston. Yeah. I don't think they want to move him out of Boston. But at some point, you know what? They need a left-shot defenseman in Boston is what they need because they've, they've lost a couple. Tory Krug, they've lost you know, Char, and they've had some injuries. So what's it take, Bob? You know, I don't know. You, you know, it, it, it it's, it's, it's interesting with Jake because, uh, you know, last year before the, we got shut down for the pandemic, he's on pace for a 22-23 goal season after he scored, and, and that's considered a little bit of a dip for him, after he mm. scored 27 the year before. Like, I don't know about you, but where I come from, you score 50 goals. That's fifty. You score fifty goals in two years. That's legitimately at worst second line numbers, and you know mm-hmm. that they play those top three guys together so much. He's not getting a chance to play with their three best players. That's right. relatively decent production uh, for a player. So, um, I actually have heard through the grapevine, in spite of the fact that they have. Uh, McAvoy and Carlo that are both right shot. They're completely different. Uh, I've actually heard they might actually have some interest in a right shot defenseman. Hey, would, a you lot. Move, would you move Ethan Bear for Jake DeBrusque? Um, I like Ethan Bear. It's sort of a, you know what, Ethan's not at the same level he was last year. Jake's not at the same huh? level. Uh, Ethan Bear is only $2 million bucks for two years. The owner's got him on a decent deal here. I don't know if I can I be three three point six or something for this year next year three point seven. I think he needs to be. I'd have to look at the rules to see how they change because I think it's four eight next year for him. I might be I might be high on that. Uh, I don't I don't know if Boston would do that. I don't know if Edmonton would do that. So, but I I mean that that means I must be close. I mean, I'm not even talking the money. Like, I, I don't, I don't, you know, the money always is a huge factor. There's no doubt. But I'm just talking player for player. Would you, would you take a chance on a right shot D that's been in the league not as long, and isn't yeah. as established for a, uh, what they need in Edmonton? You know, let's let's call Jake DeBrusque a top six left winger. 
because you hope that when he gets here, that's what it's going to be. Um, you know, and now that changes the whole Nugent Hopkins dynamic, too. So, yeah. so there's a lot to think about here. Absolutely. Mark, it's 1258. I'm going to bring up another name because uh, there are a bunch of left shot guys out there that are available in free agency. A uh, guy that you would have really liked last week when we come back after we head off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.